Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hello! Hi, everybody! Welcome back to Changes in Latitudes. Let's listen to that band. You know, they get better every week. I just love them. Oh, yeah! That's fantastic! This week we have Don D, now E, and the Sweet Sixteens. Let's give it up for them. Yay! All right, if you haven't figured it out, that's another inside joke to a listener, and I hope that person is listening, because, well, you know how much of a special part of my life you are, so I made you the band this week, yay! So, um, yeah, Don D, now E, and the Sweet Sixteens, um, you'll get it, you'll understand, and to all those people that don't understand it, uh, hey, it's the band name, if you haven't figured it out by now, episode 19... Uh, well, just realize it's part of the show, and the only clue I can give you is to go back through the Bass catalog and listen to, oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know which episode specifically, so you're just going to have to listen to them all, okay? Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling in a mood. I'm sorry. How is everyone? I hope you're doing very well on this, uh, well, let's hope this drops on a Friday like I've been doing all uh, this uh, past 19, yeah, I think all 19, except for the first two, we're all on Fridays, but, you know, hey, it's a podcast. I get it out to you as quick as I can, and I'm proud of myself for staying on track. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, welcome back. If you've, uh, you know, a returning listener, and if this is your first, hey, uh, enjoy the ride. Enjoy uh, <laughs> enjoy the journey. In, and dare I say, enjoy the experience. Uh, anyway, it, I'm like I said, I'm feeling kind of groovy tonight in my recording studio, Studio G for my garage. If there's any background noise or such like that, uh, I'm apologize up front. Uh, this episode is kind of being pinched in, in the sense of uh, my recording time and space and things like that. So I'm not using my standard microphone. I'm using my uh, substitute microphone. So if there's any weird pops and clicks and background noise and things like that, I apologize. It's not my usual standard. So those first-time listeners, please don't judge me by this episode sound quality alone. Please listen to the to the to a bulk of the episodes to understand what I normally do. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to make sure I got this out to you on time. So here we are using what I can do. Last episode was uh, general safety episode seventeen, just talking about general safety in public. And you know, I realized. Again, in my recording of it, I didn't get the feedback from uh, a listener I'm going to mention in a moment uh, about this feedback I'm going to mention here in a moment until after I recorded episode 18. So that's why I didn't mention it in episode 18. And I'm kicking myself because I didn't think of it. A listener had to bring it to my attention and I went, oh, shit, I forgot to mention that in episode 17. 
Um, and that was, uh, trust your guts, trust your gut. When you, when you're out and about in the world and the and life and things like that, listen to that little, you know, the, the, the hair on the back of your neck, the, the spidey sense as a, as a friend of mine from high school used to say, you listen to it. It, it. That's your body sensing your environment around you. And if you don't get that feeling, I try to be more in tune of your surroundings. Use all of your senses. And just be aware of what's there. And, and like they do in those spy movies, you know, where somebody says, take a look for 30 seconds, uh, for, you know, 0.3 seconds, and then tell me what you see in detail. And the person goes all around the room and, you know, tells what's what. And I think the TV show Psych did that too. I, I don't remember offhand, but I'm getting off track on one of my tangents. Um, anyway, trust that, trust that feeling. And if you don't, you just try to develop it. Be aware of what's around you and what's going on. That's all. That's all. Uh, and if it feels a little off or a little odd or a little uh, bad, I don't know how else to put it, um, then uh, trust your gut and get the hell out. Uh, okay, okay. So that's, that's uh, not last week's episode, but two episodes ago, about number 17. And that bit of information was brought to me by longtime listener Pete K. Or Peter K, I think is how his uh, Facebook status is, or name is. Thank you, Pete. You know I appreciate it. Last week's episode, number 18, was all about my uh, exposure and experience. Um, I, I don't want to overuse that word, but uh, the, 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 the effect that that movie, it was a 1982 movie titled Victor Victoria, starred uh, Julie Andrews, Robert Preston, James Gardner, Leslie Ann Warren, and Alex Karras. Uh, amongst others, but those are the the top build. And Blake Edwards directed, wrote, and directed it. Uh, so he he made it for his wife Julie. I get it. I get it. But it is such a perfect piece for the time period it was made, early '80s, and it utilized the skills and abilities of all the actors. And the storyline basically kind of de- deals with transgender issues of the period. It's not necessarily an issue, but it was more of a ploy. And it was um. It was this. It was the fact that uh, Julie Andrews' character, uh, as a as a way to make money back in the de- Depression era, be- uh, started you know changed her identity to that of a man and went by Victor, who was you know a world famous drag queen. And when he performed, well, of course it's Julie Andrews. So come on, you know, hey, she's amazing. And and it might be a little far fetched for today's audience. I get that. I understand that. But look at it as a period piece. I mean, a period piece done in a period piece, you know, because it was about 1934 done in 1982. So think of it that way. Lots of fun. And it, I know that uh, some people might think that uh, Blake Edwards was using uh, transgender people in a negative context, and it wasn't. I don't think that at all. I believe that uh, he was using it in the most positive light that he could and still be accepted by mainstream society is basically, you know, he was trying to explain, look, this underworld at the time of the thirties lives, you know, there, there are, there is a transgender, even though that's not the word community in that time period, it just lived underground and nobody knew unless you sought it out. So back in that time, I'm sure it was a hell of a lot harder to be a trans person, male or female, doesn't matter. Hell of a hard time, I'm sure. So anyhow, uh, again, I'm getting off on one of my tangents. 
I do hope you enjoyed the episode. I do hope you enjoyed the music that I shared and my thoughts about the, the film. Uh, I've, I never thought of it being negative, but I can totally see and understand how some might. Don't hold that against me. Don't hold that against the film. Realize that it was done when it was done. And actually, I see it as opening the world's eye to that, to our community. All right, enough about that. Moving on. Oh, and of course, if you're new listening to the show, I'm sure you could figure it out. But uh, our website is uh, over at Blogspot, Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. Search us out there. Uh, it's got uh, show notes for each episode. I don't go into detail on the Blogspot. It's just a way to get this published. But you can go put your comments there. You can see links to iTunes and Stitcher. And I uh, link my Twitter feed to it. And there's the, uh, oh, a link for the audience survey. I totally spaced on saying that. <laughs> um, a link to the audience survey. Now, it's a marketing thing. I'm going to be honest and upfront. So it's anonymous, totally anonymous. But it's marketing. That's, that's why. When there are fields that you can input your actual words, thoughts, and feelings, Yes, I do see those. Yes, I do uh, l read them and listen, quote unquote. But I don't know who says it. Yeah, I, I mean, if if something is brought to my attention in that, I'll mention it on the show. But the feedback I've been getting is uh, positive, so thank you. And it's only been like three things. I thank you for doing them, and I continue to thank you because the website that I use as a free tracking program for the podcast uh, offers sponsorship once you reach two goals. One goal is a total of 100 different surveys taken. All right, so I'll mention this every episode, every few episodes, and hopefully you'll give it a chance and go do it. So go to Blogspot, click on the link. I think it's at the bottom and on the right-hand side. If you're using your phone... Try to switch over to actual web view. Don't use mobile view because the mobile view for Blogspot isn't as good as it should be. <laughs> so, hey, it's free, and that's why I use it. Uh, and the link is not something easy that I can give. It's, you know, letters and numbers and things like that. So, no, not going to do that. I, I've posted it on the Facebook page, too, and I'll probably do that again. But nonetheless, go take the survey. Once I reach 100, I qualify for that. The other qualification is in every 90 days, my 90-day download count has to minimum, <laughs> the bare minimum, reach 20,000 downloads. And I know the only way I'm going to reach that is, yes, growing the audience, of course. Of course, that's going to build the download count. I'm not... You know, I'm not stupid. I, don't, I realize that the more listeners I have, the more downloads I have. But really, the more content I get out, the more frequent downloads there will be. And so, therefore, the, count, the download count will go up. So, I've got to work on that myself in getting the download count to go up to 20,000. Okay, main topic. Main topic. This episode, we're going to talk about where the the royal we. I am going to talk about what it's like uh, as a transgender woman, trans woman, doing guy stuff. And I know it's a very general term, and and I'll get I'll I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little more specific about it in a moment. But I don't want to. I'm saying up front here, I'm not being sexist, and I, I I don't think there's man's work and woman's work. I have never thought that I was not brought up that way by my family, by culture and society. In my youth, yes, there were TV shows that had the stereotypical female roles and the stereotypical male roles. 
but that was, it was 35 years ago, and a lot has changed in, in just television and entertainment, so that's not out there right now. If it's out there, it's considered classic television, because those types of programs would never fly as a new type of show today. All right, enough of that. So realize I, I am not being you know rude or sexist or anything like that, nor do I think that there's guy work and woman's work. Anybody can do anything. The only limitations are ones that uh, you put on yourself. I mean... Everybody does limitations. And then there are limitations that you have physically. People have physical limitations. You know, people like um, Gary Oldman are not going to be able to bench press as much as somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay? Just realize that. And I, I let's see if I can think of any women. I don't think Meryl Streep and Sigourney Weaver... You know, could you know, lift the same amount or Gina Davis. I'm trying to think of, you know, uh, more well-known women, uh, actresses out there, but everybody's got physical limits and limitations and be aware of your own. Some people bummed out a knee in high school playing a sport or they fell off the bus or something like that. So, you know, all their life from that point forward, you got a bum knee or ankle or wrist or whatever the case may be. Realize your physical limitations but that's one of the only things out of your control. I mean, yes, you can do things to better yourself physically, of course, but still limited. Know those limits, and that's really are the only things that are going to stop you. You, yourself, and your body. Because <laughs> if you don't listen to your body, you're going to injure it, and then you're not going to be able to do anything anyway. I, I, that's, you know, you're not going to be able to move or lift or bend or twist or whatever the case may be. So those are the only things really stopping you from achieving certain things. And if you stop to think about it, usually there's always a different way to figure it out. You don't always have to do it the way that it may seem obvious. So a little bit of brain power. And then if not, you get friends or you pay a service or whatever the job may be. I, yeah, I'm being very general here. I hope you realize that. Okay, good. Now, for me, doing guy stuff is... Uh, is like housework around the house. And I don't mean like, like vacuuming and cleaning. Of course, that's housework, yes. But I mean fixing things and repairing things and, you know, drilling holes and mending things and gluing and painting and stuff like that. Uh, usually, that's done by a masculine person. Usually. I'm not saying women can. <laughs> but usually, that's who it is. Um... And if it, and it's a different uh, a reaction when, when a female does it. It's like, oh, you're a female uh, handy person or something. I, I, I'm, I'm digressing, but I hope you get what I mean. So uh, that just goes back to physical limitations and what you're expecting. You know, you're not expecting a female uh, plumber or handyman or, or something like that, usually because there's physical labor that needs to happen and Women have more physical limitations than guys. That's all I'm saying. And that's because of, well, testosterone. Because <laughs> that, that's what builds up muscle or the lack of it breaks down muscle, the trophies. But that's, again, getting off on a tangent. So, and it falls into physical limitations. So, uh, so my guy stuff has just been fixing things and, 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 and mending things around the house. And sometimes I got to run to Home Depot or the corner store for something or, or you know, I got to run an errand. And it's a lot easier to just jump in the car, go do the thing, usually 
get get a, a quick supply at Home Depot and come home. I'm gone for no more than 30 minutes, 20 minutes tops. And that's because, luckily, <laughs> there is a Home Depot within a fairly close proximity of where I live, like it is in most residential neighborhoods. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, and that may not be your specific uh, store. You may not use Home Depot, but they, uh, you're going to have that type of store in the area. Okay. Um, for me, running there and running back is a hell of a lot easier than changing clothes entirely because I'm using grubby clothes to do stuff. I'm not going to wear, you know, my nicer things. Um, and so changing clothes completely, uh, even if I just, you know, throw on a bra and my breast forms, I, it, 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 the, the, the time inconvenience of that is, is not worth it in this, in the long run of running to Home Depot, because I'm already looking a little disheveled, don't have any, you know, real makeup per se. I'm still in the process of laser hair removal. So I do get that slight. Uh, uh, I, I hate calling it five o'clock shadow because even, 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 uh, before I came out, I never really had five o'clock shadow. My five o'clock shadow would start, you know, two o'clock the next day or the next morning or, or whatever the case may be. But I had, have always had a good 24 hours to 48 hours almost with no real, uh, facial hair is showing through. So I feel blessed and lucky about that. And that's just the way my life is. So usually there's a little bit of growth, not, not, I don't let it go for, you know, I don't try to regrow a beard. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going for that, but you know, it, there's, there's too much there for me to be content. I'll leave it at that. So it's a hell of a lot easier to just run to Home Depot. And yeah, I've got longer hair, which usually is either pulled back in a ponytail or under a baseball cap, just because that's the easiest way to do it when you're doing chores or jobs or whatever. Uh, usually my, my nails are painted, uh, and not just a simple, you know, French manicure or simple something, something, something subtle. I, I'm having a hard time talking. <laughs> um, usually because my personality is, well, I hope by now... In episode 19, especially those longtime listeners or the ones that are marathoning it, you kind of get a gist of my personality. I'm realistic, but I am f- try to be, you know, fun and just have a good time with life. So with that, I, my, my favorite color has always been purple and, and blue. There was blue, shades of blue uh, growing up. But usually once I, once I got to um, uh, junior high school, middle school area, when I realized, okay, there's a lot more shades out there to work with, and I gravitated towards purple uh, over blue. I still like blue. I still like uh, uh, the combination of black and yellow. I don't, not because it's like a bumblebee or anything like that. I just, I like that combination of it. It's weird. I know. Whatever. All right. Tangent on colors. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyhow, my favorite color uh, for a long time has been purple, and that deeper royal type of purple. Not that, I mean, not that I don't like the lavender. But I, I've always gravitated towards the darker tone. And in, since coming out, I have uh, really started to appreciate the lighter lavender tones and, and the many, many, many shades of pink. So anyhow, so I usually keep them in a uh, festive type color, uh, usually some sort of purple base or purple uh, uh, larger. The purple is the predominant tone. And then sometimes, well, usually there's some sort of sparkle or or glitter to it, uh, like a glitter top coat. So it's it catches your eye. That's about it. 
And so that's the type of nail that I have. Uh, either it's on acrylic nails that I've gone out or, uh, and, and had done at a salon or just on my regular nails that look horrible <laughs> because I'm having a dog of a time growing them out. And I think that's because of I take care of a two-year-old and I'm doing, you know, uh, cooking and cleaning and blah, 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 is enough and chores. So like housework chores, as I mentioned. So anyhow, so for me, it's easier to go out to, to Home Depot with the painted nails, with the shaped uh, eyebrows, with the longer hair pulled back. Uh, and I don't use a specific, you know, uh, uh, I, I blah, let me rephrase that. I use a very specific generic ponytail holder, just a black, one of those black elastic bands, the ones without the piece of metal holding it together. The no slip, no catch something around it. They're in almost every drugstore I've ever seen. So I'm sure many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I hope that you use those because they're a hell of a lot more comfortable than the ones with a piece of metal. And never, ever use rubber bands. Pulls your hair out. All right, enough on that tangent. So you're learning so many things this episode. Yay. So for me to go out with those uh, accentuated uh, feminine uh, uh, attributes... Attributes, can I speak tonight? Attributes. <laughs> Sorry. Attributes. And, and get the weird look of, oh, that guy has his fingernails painted. Okay, whatever. And that's usually the, 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 the look that happens. That's usually the look that happens. And I just roll with it. I'm there, I get out, and I go home. And in the first few times I had to do that, uh, it, it was a little awkward. But I realized most of that awkwardness and most of that uncomfortableness was in my own head because I stopped and took a third, a third eye point of view of the, of, the, of the situation in my mind. Like after I got home and ran it through my mind, I'm like, wait a minute. Those people weren't looking at me. They were checking out something else. They, they, were just, they, were, they were looking at me because I happened to be in the way of their cart or something. I, what, I, I realized that they weren't staring at me because I looked a little different. And so if I look a little different, big deal. <laughs> and you know, I, what, what are the chances I'm going to see these people again? And once I, once I digested those thoughts, I was okay with it. Um, do I like it? No, no. I would much rather not have to even think, okay, do I look more like a guy? Do I look more like a woman right now? And I know in, I'm early in my transition. I know in a year or five it's going to be a whole different scenario. I get that. I know that. I'm looking forward to that. That's, that's, that's the exciting part of this journey. For me, one of them. So it's something I'm dealing with now, and it just is what it is. And I've done the same thing at the grocery store uh, when I got to just run and get something. But I, I try not to let it get to me. I mean, yeah, it feels weird. It feels off, especially since I'm not wearing a bra with my forms. Um, and, and as, and as when in the future, as HRT starts, I know that that'll change and I'm so looking forward to that. So I, I know things are going to be changing, hopefully in the very near future versus the distant future. And I'm totally excited about it. And in that being said, I've made it kind of a self-inflicted goal this year to, unless I absolutely have to never leave the house without my brawn forms. Because, because usually, uh, in my experience in this almost a year of being out full-time, usually when I, when I have my bra forms on, I don't get as many looks regardless of how my hair or my makeup or my beard is. So that's been my goal to make sure that I have those on before leaving. And 
Uh, I've only had one time when I was in the middle of something and I was dirty and grungy. And in all honesty, I just did not want to handle the bra and forms because my hands and shirt and body was just filthy, dusty, sweaty. And I just didn't want to, didn't want to get them dirty and sweaty. So I'm like, all right, it's easier for me to run up here and get to such and such. And I'll be right back than it is to deal with that, that, Ewy ickiness, and I know you might argue, well, if you're ewy and icky, why are you going outside in the first place? Because I was doing house chores, and I still had more to do, and I was looking forward to not just the shower, but the bath at the end of the day. Ta-da! Yeah, so that was the end reward, was a bath. So I'm not going to, you know, even just grab a washcloth and wash off if I'm just running in and running out. I It, it doesn't... I'm not that uncomfortable with the with with the guy portion of me anymore. I guess that's the best way I can say that. And yeah, I got the looks from from uh, some of the guy patrons standing in line. You know, well, and longer hair and nails and uh, and I think they're just trying to figure it out. And since transgender news is is very prevalent in the in the in well in all media. Um, I think more and more people, especially here in, in San Diego, California, I, I'm sure it's different elsewhere, but this is such a progressive city, and I feel blessed to live in San Diego, California. If you are a trans person that has set a goal of, well, I'm going to move and then transition, I highly consider taking a look at San Diego because of the, the culture, the society, the community that's here. It's, it's one, of the, uh, one of the top five in the, in the country. And so as far as uh, having the resources through the LGBT center, having the community that's friendly and accepting, having the businesses that are friendly and accepting, uh, running to the store, as I was just mentioning, whether it's Home Depot or the grocery store, getting the looks of, is that, I don't know if that's a man or a woman, but they keep it to themselves. They don't say anything. They don't do anything. They just kind of look and they're just, they're just curious, genuinely curious of oh i have not seen a transgender person before huh and that's the only vibe i've gotten when i've been out in that weird you know i kind of look like a woman kind of look like a guy mode all right i mean i feel more guyish because of what i just explained a moment ago but in their eyes and like i said when i'm wearing my bra and forms i don't get that many looks that way i get more looks when i don't have my bra and forms on and when I do have them on, the only looks that I get that are equivalent to, um, is that a guy or a girl, is when I do have my hair pulled back. It may not be in a, in a pretty ponytail or any style, um, no makeup. And, and, and that little bit of uh, beard, you know, that's there can be noticeable if you're standing right in front of a person, but if you're three, four, five feet away, nobody's going to notice. So you feel uncomfortable because you see it and you feel it, but then nobody else does. It's, I get looks when I'm looking that way. Again, trying to figure out, is that a man or a woman? I, I get that, and that's cool. And I get the sense that they want to ask a question, whatever it may be. I mean, it doesn't feel evasive. You know, are you, what's going on between your legs? That's none of their business. <laughs> But that's the sense that I get out there. So, you know, I roll with the punches and, and, and it is what it is right now because I am so early in my transition.
secondary topic. Um, this week's uh, secondary topic is just a little, you know, laser hair removal update. I had my fifth appointment between episode uh, 17 and 19. So in the last couple weeks, I've had my uh, uh, fifth appointment. And going away from the appointment is when I, and when I mean going away, I mean in the next 10 days since that appointment, because that, that's passed. It's been almost two weeks now is when I have felt most confident about the process, about the prog- the progress, the process, and the progress. Progress? Progress. Process. I can speak. I Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, I can speak. It's just I can't speak when I'm talking to you. <laughs> um, but in that first 10 or 12 days is when, well, 14 days even, is when I am feeling most confident about the results that have occurred in the last five uh, sessions. And there's been... Well, it's mostly six weeks in between each session, and then there was one session where there was eight weeks because of holidays, and then my nurse's schedule and my schedule, so it just kind of got thrown off uh, uh, to eight weeks instead of six. No big thing, because you got that little window there. So it was a good feeling uh, in that first two weeks. Now that we're creeping up onto that third week since that last appointment, it's... Uh, it's not as comforting of, uh, of a results is the best word I can choose right now. Uh, I still feel very confident in, in the progress that I've made, but I also feel that I probably need another, I'm going to say six, maybe four more treatments. And that's me today right now, you know, pre HRT. And I can say that because I know that HRT also does, uh, <laughs> not wonders, but has an effect on uh, body hair and facial hair and things like hair in general in that it becomes softer and finer and uh, all that. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And when I started the whole uh, hair removal process, I knew going into those laser hair sessions that this would be the start and that I'm still going to have to uh, shave or you know pluck depending on where and how and all that. Until I see the results from HRT, which, you know, could take two to five years once started. So knowing that I'm going to have to, because I'm getting ready to start HRT in the next, this year, that's, that's, I'm working on, I, I'm saving this information for the HRT episode, which will happen once I start. So I'm trying not to give any information away, but as a, hey, 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 this is a teaser. This will keep you tuning back in and listening until that episode comes around. <laughs> and I can't say when because I'm waiting on uh, just doctors right now. Uh, my therapist has signed off on it, so I've got to go ahead. It's not like they're waiting on my therapist to say, yeah, she's uh, not okay. Don't give them to her. No, no. We established, my therapist and I established probably six months or four, six, four five, six months ago uh, that I am at ready for HRT in, in, in the realm of psychologically, mentally I'm ready. So now I'm working towards the medical doctors and going towards endocrinologists and all that stuff. So when when that does finally happen, and it's soon, soon, and when I say soon, I mean three to to four months is is what's out there right now. I'm hoping sooner than later, as I'm sure all trans people can relate to. Uh, But I realize that I got to go at my own pace. I realize that, you know, I can't totally ignore the doctors because that's what they went to school for. Uh, Yeah, I can always take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I can always get a second opinion. So 
But nonetheless, I still have to take into consideration what they say. Anyway, enough on that. Knowing that, uh, when I went into the list laser hair removal, and now that I've hit my fifth out of six, because the deal, uh, the package deal that I paid for was six uh, uh, sessions, now that I'm in that, you know, home stretch, you might say, I feel confident going into the next two to, I'll, I'll even say six years, because I still don't have a target date of starting HRT, of having to deal with facial hair. The shaving, the plucking, the general removing of it. And it may be because I am a little older, but I've grown to be okay with the hair cycle that I have on my face. Um, it doesn't, it bothers me, yes, but I'm able to deal with it. I'm able to get through it. Um, I'm able to not let it, you know, ruin my days, make my, you know, suffer of my life, whatever it is. Uh, and I know not everybody can do that. Everybody, I, I, I believe I mentioned that I feel blessed in that I have always had light hair. It, it took me forever to grow any sort of beard when I was trying to grow a beard. Uh, I think the longest I let it go, and this was for a theatrical endeavor, um, and it worked out timing-wise. Normally, you don't grow for this long, but... Uh, it just it just worked out in the long run. I believe it was three and a half months of growing it with an additional six weeks of the run of the performance. Uh, we weren't in rehearsal for that three months. It was uh, it was a technical thing that happened beyond our control. So our uh, performance dates got uh, pushed out. And so it actually worked out as a bonus instead of only having roughly six or seven weeks to be able to grow, which really has never given me anything, but I am able to work with it. It gave me three and a half months to grow. So I was very grateful and it really worked for the character. In fact, I won an award, local award for that character. Uh, But still the beard looked uh, patchy and light and... uh, uh, sparse. The the follicles are very sparse. They're not really bunched together. I mean, certain areas like my chin, uh, those those are bunched together, but they're they're most of it is not really uh, dense. It's very sparse as far as you know facial hair goes. So uh, even in that three and a half months, I made it work, but I still had to use uh, uh, a darker uh, color on the beard to make it stand out because the the hair was so fine and so light and so sparse. So with that's me naturally, I already have, you know, what, 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 what six additional laser hair removal sessions that other people don't have to do or that other people have to do, I mean, where I don't just because naturally I don't have a lot. So yeah, I feel incredibly blessed. I also don't have a lot on my chest. I, I have some, of course, but not a lot. So, I, again, I feel very confident. In fact, my wife has pointed out the fact that my leg hair is lighter than hers. So, yes, I am one of the lucky ones. I feel very blessed. And with that, I realize that most of my facial hair terror <laughs> is in my head because of how the hair makes me feel. So I've been working on getting over that feeling. It's tough, but I've been working on it. So with all that, knowing that I got the next two to six years 
of HRT to, to, to do its job with the hair, I feel real confident that at the, near the end of this, and when I say end of this, I don't mean, you know, the end of it, because there really is no end of it except death. Because, <laughs> you know, that's when you stop transitioning, <laughs> regardless of who you are, you stop. <laughs> um, so, no, I don't mean that end. I mean, you know, that at the end of when they say that HRT is done as pretty much as what it can do, that, that two to five or six years depending on each individual. So I feel confident going into that. Transgender 30-day challenge or 30-episode challenge. Question number nine. What is something positive about being trans? Well, the the wording of these questions, uh, I need to I need to research. I didn't. I just grabbed the first thirty day question challenge I I, I saw on uh, on Google when I Googled it, and I'm realizing as I'm going through these questions, uh, I don't really particularly care for the way they're worded. <laughs> but this one is actually pretty straightened up. For what are the positive things about being trans? Well, I think the obvious, which isn't so obvious is feeling comfortable in your own skin. You, you don't realize how, when, I mean, you're feeling comfortable, but you're all, also feeling uncomfortable because you're now trying to fit into society in a way that you're comfortable with or with yourself, but you're not sure how comfortable they will be. So it's a, it's a weird uh, double-edged sword that you're feeling. I understand that. It, it's, it's one of the battles that I think trans people battle in their head. So, yes, being able to be yourself in your own skin is a very positive thing. However, it can also be terrifying if you feel that somebody doesn't see you that way. So, being yourself, that's an absolute wonderful positive thing. And that, that goes for, for uh, cis people, trans people, for anybody. doesn't matter. Take the trans out of it. Just be yourself. Comfortable with who you are. Being comfortable in your own skin. Which... I, is may, helped me be more comfortable out in public. I, I, with the theater background, I've always been very uh, gregarious and friendly and upbeat. But I, 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 as I've mentioned in past episodes, I think I developed that as, as a defense mechanism just to be likable so I wouldn't get picked on. All right, it worked for me for what it was, and it was a cover-up for me trying to find myself. In my coming out and finding myself, I've realized that that, that that gregarious, you know, friendly, fun person is, is, you know, a big part of me. And maybe it's because that's just what I've done. But uh, I've, I've, what I didn't like in the past is how people would interact or react with me. Well, now that I'm, you know, my true self, trans woman out there interacting, the, the, the responses that I get... I'm realizing are, are the responses that I've been looking for from others all my life. So, and so that's just a positive affirmation to me that transition is definitely what I want. Transition is the way I want to go. And, and this is what I am. It just helps solidify that, that question that I think a lot of us go through. Am I trans? Am I not? Am I trans? Am I not? And for me, it helps solidify that question. Yes. Yes. Yes, I am, and transition is a positive thing for me. 
Another positive thing I think about being trans is, and not everybody may think this is positive because it can be overwhelming, the opportunity to be able to learn new things, new everyday things. I'm just going to use myself. So which, you know, all you trans men, you know, fill in your own genders for yourself. All you trans women, I, I, I fellow trans women, I'm sure you'll kind of relate to this. Uh, but trans men just switch, switch the genders that I'm going to be talking about. And hopefully you'll understand. But for myself, growing up as a little boy, you don't experience things like the shiny, fruity lip gloss that all the little girls seem to have in uh, grade school. You don't get to, to, you know, do your nails in that, uh, the really light fluorescent, uh, pink or blue or lavender or yellow or orange or whatever when you're that young and experimenting and learning more about in the girl in the little girl's case femininity you're as a boy you're learning how to you know take things apart or dig dig hole i mean what i what i was used to do was you know help my dad with yard work help uh my my uh mom and my stepfather with yard work and housework my father and i would go camping my father and i would go fishing and, and I'm not saying that he wouldn't have done that if I was a little girl. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure he would, knowing him and his personality. But uh, it was just a different experience. So, because, uh, well, let's just take the example of camping and fishing. Two male-bodied people have an easier time going to the bathroom, number one, in the, in, and I mean the bathroom, you know, the function number one in the bathroom, <laughs> uh, than... The female-born body does. That's just how it is. You know, I mean, yes, there are surgical procedures that are being being created and done right now that can correct that and change that for those that want that. Okay, that's that's cool. I thank God for medical medicine. Yay! But <laughs> um, it's a lot easier for male-bodied people to go fishing on a boat for eight to ten hours than it is for a female-bodied person. So, would my father have done the same amount of camping and fishing? I think he would have changed things up only based on that bathroom situation, knowing that. That's just my opinion. So, but we did not grow up, we trans women did not grow up uh, experiencing the, the, the girl childhood. And I think for some that can be a hang-up, uh, my, my thoughts to you guys is... is uh, try not to live it, you know, too long. I mean, we all have to go through it. We all have to live it and experience in our own ways as we transition. But be realistic. Understand that that you that was that was part of that was not part of your childhood, and that you're just playing catch up now. And I have to say, the imagination is a fantastic thing. You can always imagine. You can you can do stuff at home. You can play, like I mentioned, with the nail polish and the lip gloss. Play with that stuff at home. And, you know, use your imagination and put yourself in that thought, in that mind. Because if nothing else, that'll keep you, that'll keep it in your mind as a memory. And, and, and not only a memory, but also an experience. Because that's really what it all boils down to. The, 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 uh, speaking in, in the world of cisgendered women, okay, um, they 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 went through that little girl childhood where they experienced the 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 nail polish and the makeup and the dresses and the this and that and the cute 
you know, teas and games and things like that. And whatever it is, it's different for everyone. <laughs> Everybody has a different, a similar, but different growing up experience. So, but, so they had that. And so right now, if you compare yourself to a woman your current age, whether it be, you know, 25 or, or, or 55 or 65, what they have right now is a memory of an experience. So create the experience yourself and you create, and you can create that experience in so many different ways. I mean, there is the, you know, actual doing it. Okay. I'm going to, and you set out whatever it may be, play with dolls as an example, work on, you know, cutesy little, uh, not age appropriate for, in my case, a 42 year old woman. Um, but Enough to say how to, to have a visual memory of how it looks on your hand, so in your mind's eye you can flash back to a moment in time when you had a uh, 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 little girl youthful uh, nail polish or something, or makeup, or whatever the case may be. But what you're doing is you're creating that memory, creating that experience, so you can flash back on it later. Or use your imagination and just create. The experience. Now, sometimes, like with, with nail polish or makeup or something, it, it, it's, a, it's a visual. I get that. But if you're, if you're oh, I wish we, we, a family, you know, my parents took me to the ballet. I, I don't know. You know, something that's, that's hard to recreate, per se. You know, you can't do it in the privacy of your own home. Well, that, I guess that's not true. You could watch something on, on cable, television, DVD, whatever, of a ballet. So you could imagine that you were there, but in reality, visual, TV does not do justice to any sort of live performance. Live performance is, is a, um, well, kind of like a synergistic thing with you guys in the podcast listening world. Live theater is an experience for that moment in time. You know, whatever that, e that is, you know, Thursday night at eight <laughs> is only going to happen one time. And the people that are in this one facility uh, uh, experience time and space together, you know, and it happens to be a performance. So it's a journey. It's a, it's, it's just, an, it's an experience that you have to experience. So maybe that's a poor example, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Create the thing yourself in your mind, because the imagination is, well, you, here's how powerful the imagination is. One, you can imagine anything. So, you know, do it. You, you, you want to imagine you're flying in space. Think about it, and you can. Also, the movie Somewhere in Time, Christopher Reeve, and I can't think of her name. Look it up. It's IMDb it, and I don't remember the year. Uh, I believe it was uh, 70s, early 80s. Uh, and I didn't see it till later in life, but it's, it's the, their time travel concept, okay? The process to time travel is built upon... The imagination and thought process. So if a movie, that oh, an acclaimed movie, because many people talk about it, it's a fantastic movie, it moved me visually, emotionally. It was just wonderful when I, first, when I did see it. Um, so a movie that can bring their audience on into it and, and pull them through for 90 minutes, two hours, I don't remember, somewhere in that realm right there. 
to 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 buy into the concept of time travel based on imagination. So the the imagination is a strong thing, and not only can we experience it in our own imagination, but movies like Somewhere in Time use it as a tool to sell the the, the concept of the story. Okay, enough said on that. So with that, you don't need to go out and experience, you know, what it's like to wear a mini skirt in you know at the mall <laughs> or whatever. Um. Do it in the privacy of your house or, or with close friends or family, whatever, whatever your specific case may be. Everybody's different. And, and experience it that way. Or use it as a costume party. You know, even if you have to throw a costume party yourself so you can experience these costumes, we'll call them, because they're not age appropriate. Or maybe, maybe time era appropriate. You know, if you want to be a 60s go-go dancer. <laughs> I mean... You can if you want every day. You just realize you're going to get looked at. <laughs> That's really what it is. Um, and, and create those memories yourself. And, 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 and even if it's a new memory, like, uh, like I just said, you're throwing yourself a costume party you know, in the middle of July or April when it's not normal just for the excuse to have fun. What is wrong with that? I'll bet, you, I'll bet you everybody would enjoy that, as long as they had enough time to put together costumes. Because with Halloween, everybody knows it's there, so, there's, so their mind or their subconscious or some people start the day after <laughs> and, and plan the next year's costume. You know, that's just how some people are. So you, certain people, you've got to give them time. But nonetheless, I'm so digressing, and I'm so sorry. Back to the original question. What is positive? What is positive is, is we, as a trans culture... And I use that word, culture, not just the community. We, because we all share it, experience that option for a second life. Because not only did we have the experience that we actually did live and experience, and yes, I'm sure it's hard at times. We all have that in common, I've noticed. We all have some dark part of our lives, um, some more than others, but that's a commonality I've seen amongst uh, uh, trans people. There's always that one little thing of, uh, this kills me. You know, I, I mean, dysphoria or a, a memory of some sort. I mean, it's all, everybody's different, but it's still, the commonality is dark. We all get the uh, chance to experience life again. Not everybody gets that chance. So make the best of it. You know, I mean, all the, all, I, I guarantee, and, and this, uh, I guarantee that the cisgendered women out there, uh, in their youth, have parts that they totally hate, just like cis men and young trans youth who haven't been able to come out yet. Everybody has a child experience. Well, we, from an older point of view, no matter how much older you are, even if you are in your 20s, you've only got you know, 15 years, you know, ago at that, if you're 20, 15 years ago, you were five years old. You don't have a lot of, of, of memory baggage to change or, or work through or whatever, but you still have a more, uh, uh, a, a grown up look at the struggles of youth. For example, uh, a 30-year-old trans woman is, is going to have a hard time in the sense of makeup because the cis woman, cis girl, has been working on it since, oh, some families, I don't know, depends on the family. Everybody's different. They start playing with, like, glosses and not real makeup around seven, eight, nine. 
but I mean, I mean, serious, serious makeup. Usually, the for the families I've known, usually it's somewhere in the teens. Um, everybody's a little different. I've I've known one, you know, people. Some people that say, "Oh, thirteen, you're a teenager," or some people say sixteen. Some people say eighteen. I know some uh, some parents say, "Oh, not in this house." So you know, and usually, the, usually, if the parents are like that. Usually the girl does it on her way to school <laughs> or, you know, in her car on her way out or something, but, and then takes it off before coming home. But, uh, uh neither here nor there. We, we as trans people get a chance to go through that again. So you have, since it's something so different and awkward, try to put a positive spin on it because, uh, that experience that is, is, is you, uh, coming to, to life, we'll say, the, the the person you're choosing to be that you demand to be because deep inside it is you and the only way to really be that and express that is by transition well make it a positive experience i say make the cis people jealous that we get this experience and they don't that's what i say i mean it's really not something i would wish on somebody but but think of it that way think of it that way only we get to experience it they don't so make the best of it and uh, back to what I started with. The imagination is a powerful, powerful thing. Use it to your advantage. Uh, create those memories uh, ho- however you can. You know, even if I, like, uh, like I said, some things are visual, like nails and makeup and maybe a dress or two or, or something, shoes, whatever. Everybody's got something different. Do something simple and small. Create the memory. Embrace it. And move on to a different one because you've got... Well, essentially a lifetime of memories to, to catch up on and make up for. Select and choose the ones that are really worth it and run with it. And I think that's a positive thing because we don't, not everybody gets to go through that. And yes, you could always turn anything into a negative thing. Oh God, I have to do this. Oh geez, I gotta go to school and I gotta see whatever. Or you can always have that approach. Okay. Fight it. Try to put a positive spin on it however you personally can and, and, and run with it. Keep it. That's your, your experience, your memory. And so that's one of the things I think that is very, very positive about being trans. Is it, is it easy? No, of course not. Is trans being easy? No, of course not. So since, since the, the whole process is a challenge... It's a lot better to put a positive spin on it than a negative spin because all you're doing is burying yourself and you're going to try to pull yourself back up again. Again, if you think of it in a certain way, that's a positive thing about being trans. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. I don't really have any formal listener feedback. Um, that's uh, something that's uh, you know different <laughs> than the last episodes, and I, I understand. Uh, I do because not everybody, especially with the topic of this podcast, not everybody wants to comment and have it be said on the podcast or see, seen publicly on the page. Sometimes they don't even want to reach out to me, even though if you say in the email or private message, don't talk about this. You know, I understand that that taking those first steps of reaching out can be hard, can be tough, can be a challenge, can be scary, can be frightening. Fully, I've been there. I'm, I was there with you. I, <laughs> I get it. That's that's why 
I'm doing this podcast. So I understand if you're not going to give feedback and things, because I, as I said earlier in the episode, yeah, I'm really excited about the download counts and it's amazing to me. But then if you, if anybody goes to the Facebook page, cause that's, that's really predominantly where, where I do a lot of the socializing. Uh, I mean, I do, I do some, uh, occasionally on my Tumblr, but I don't really use Tumblr all that frequently, but I do, I do sometimes post it on that Twitter, of course, uh, my own personal Facebook timeline. I do promote it. So I, I, I'm out there socializing, but most of the communications come through uh, email, yes, but mostly Facebook, the Facebook fan page. So in that, if anybody goes to the Facebook fan page and looks at the posts from others, I think is what they say, you know, uh, you'll see a repeat of a lot of, sa- a lot of the same friendly faces. <laughs> and, and you know who you are, and you know that I, I love you all. I think you should know that because I answer everybody back (laughs) because I'm so appreciative of you. So appreciative there. There's the word of, (laughs) of, of you taking that moment in time to say whatever it is. Hey, enjoyed the show. Uh, I understand what you're talking about. Thanks for the shout out. I, 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 I'm with you there. And some people just, they want to, but either they don't, they haven't figured out how, and, and that's okay. They don't really know what to say. And that's okay too. Some uh, just uh, really want to say something, but they don't want to, you know, out themselves or feel obligated or, or anything like that. I get that because I experienced that myself in my journey, in my experience, in my transition. So I'm with you. I get it. So what I say to you folks, thanks for listening because the download counts can't lie. Even if I, even if I cut them down by 25%, that's still somebody downloading the entire back catalog at the time at least once a week or maybe every two weeks it, it, the, the counts show more the counts show usually twice a week and occasionally three times and there was i think there was one time it was four four times but the average is two or three times a week so i know you're out there listening on the back catalog i know you're catching up or however you personally listen to your podcasts i just thank you for listening i appreciate it i know you're out there listening uh, whatever your, whatever your journey is, realize that I have gone through something very similar, which is what you'll hear on this show. And I guarantee there's at least 10 others in the, in the transgender community, in the sense of, uh, uh, in my case, a trans woman that have experienced the same things. And we've all been afraid to say it. Don't worry about it. Thanks for listening. However, I can comfort you, inspire you, entertain you. Hey, job's done. And that's, that's the business of podcasting. Ta-da. Thanks. Good night. Hey, I succeeded. And that's awesome for me as a goal. So just thanks for listening. And, and I would love to hear from you. Don't get me wrong. I want to hear from everybody. Send me emails, send me Facebook stuff. I, please. I'm, 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 I'm can't wait to hear from you. But if you don't, because you can't or won't or whatever your case may be, I get it. And I want you to know that. So don't feel guilty about not contacting or saying something on the Facebook page or Twitter or email or whatever. All I really ask from anybody is, uh, uh, one, enjoy the show. And if you're listening, well, I'm hoping you are. Two, um, share the show if you're able to. I mean, some people can. Or, or excuse me, some people can't because they're not out yet or they're, they're what uh, usually that's the case is they're not out yet or 
uh, don't want to let others know that they're listening to this show or a show like this, that's fine. That's, that's, I, I get it. Everybody's got their thing. As long as you're listening, that's what counts to me and you. So, okay. But if you can share, please share. Um, do the, uh, do the anonymous, uh, customers or customers, excuse me, the anonymous audience survey, uh, that I spoke about over on, uh, earlier in the show, it's on Blogspot or the links and I'll, I'll put it up on the Facebook page in the next week or two. So take that if you can. And if you're able to send me an email, I'll keep it private. All you have to do is start the letter off with, please keep this private. I won't say a word. It'll be between you and I through email and it's cool. I get it. And I think I mentioned this in the past because when I was in my 20s starting to explore my identity, my gender identity, I was craving and dying to talk to another transgender person. And it was just so hard to find somebody. And back in those days, because the internet was just starting. And so now here we are, flash 20 years later, I've, I've come out, I've made the decision, yes, this is me. And so now here I am able to reach back and give back and be the person I was looking for 20 years ago. So I'm, I'm here for questions, anonymous questions, things like that. It's all good. Send it. Bring it. Another reason I understand about not commenting or, 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 or supporting or whatever for a show is because I've, I listen to roughly 35, I think, different podcasts. And I've mentioned in the past how I, how I prefer to listen to them. I like to listen to them in released date uh, uh, order. So that way I get a, a nice blend of the podcasts as, as they come through. And unfortunately, because of life and my own show and my child and everything else, I am about six and a half months behind in my listening. That's as of right now, today, that I'm recording, which is late January. So, one, if I respond, it's from something in the past, way past, and the host or, or the topic just may be either different or changed. Or the, the host who, who you're actually commenting to may actually totally forget the episode. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. I forgot I said that. You know, that sort of thing. So you don't really want to put your foot in your mouth. I get it. However, if you're listening to the back catalog, I have notes about what I talk about. So if you mention something from a specific episode, I'll go through my notes and I'll pretty much be right back on track. So if you got something to say from way long ago, say it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm here. Okay? Okay. And, oh, contact information is at the end of the show, but uh, the, it's, I, I'm on Gmail, Changes in Latitude Podcast, gmail.com. I mentioned the blog spot. The blog spot's the best place. You can find everything right there. I got my iTunes. I got Stitcher. I got Twitter. Um, uh, I've got the audience survey, as I said. I've got the archive. Uh, it's, it's a great – there's a desktop player if you click around in some of the links there. It's not the greatest, but it's what I can offer. Uh, to those that like to listen on a desktop, laptop, mobile, listen, if you're on a mobile device, listen to on Stitcher and iTunes. Those are your two, <laughs> those are your two best ones. And if you want to know my personal preference, it's iTunes because 
as wonderful as Stitcher Radio is, the Stitcher Radio app is, it flattens it on its audio. So if I, not all, not all episodes are like this, so it doesn't really matter. But when I get a kind of a bug up my butt, <laughs> I like to play with some, you know, left and right channels and a stereo sort of sound mix and effects and things. And unfortunately, Stitcher flattens that audio. So you miss out on whatever crazy editing I do. <laughs> it's not a total loss. So I'm not saying, oh, really, push uh, iTunes. Listen only on iTunes. No, I, use your preference, Stitcher Radio or iTunes. Just know that if you are listening on Stitcher, um, you are missing out on some sort of sound, uh, stereo sound uh, uh, enjoyment for your ear holes. That's all. That's all. So everything's over on Blogspot, and that's the best place to find really anything. Wow, have we reached that time already? Holy cow. We're creeping up on an hour, if not over now. Uh, sorry, folks. I rambled on a bit. Uh, I hope <laughs> I hope it doesn't annoy you too much. I hope you enjoy the, the random ramblings, because uh, I do get off on tangents, and I'm so sorry. But, hey, that's the way I am. That's the way my brain is. And um, sometimes it's kind of kooky. Sometimes it's kind of crazy. But uh, that's the show. <laughs> it's Stream of Consciousness. What's going on for next episode? Well, I am so pleased to say that the next episode contains our very second guest on the podcast, and that is my dear friend, Gabriel Mason, who happens to be a trans man. So it's uh, right in our alley, guys. It's a trans person. It's not just a friend that's supportive or something, or somebody that's a fan of the show. Now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. And if we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, people. gender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, 
First, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening.